Hello, listener. My name is Rhys Parton, and I am one of your hosts, and in this case, editor of this podcast. And I'm just quickly recording this little bit up top to let you know that I noticed while I was editing this in my track, there was this weird kind of occasional but pretty consistent kind of whirring noise and beeping and clicking. And I've tracked it down to the fact that I've gotten kind of lazy with cable management during lockdown, and I've got an adapter which takes the XLR plug for my microphone and adapts it to a USB and I think I might have just been letting things get tangled and interfering with that so I'm aware of the noises I've tried to edit as many of them out as I can some of them occurred while I was talking so they're still there they're still present apologies for that but if if you worry that it might be something to do with your equipment like your speaker or something like that it should just be the random noises on my track and hopefully what I did after recording and fixing up the cables and all of that will prevent it from happening in the future, but um, I'm aware that it happened this time, and I'm sorry that it did, but uh, we'll see how I go in the future, and I'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Alrighty, thanks guys. Enjoy. Uh, wait, I did it last time, it's your turn. Oh, it is. Oh, you get the honours of introducing the first rebranded episode. Oh, it is a rebrand. I mean, the brand new show that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand new, and we started on episode 15 as well. <laughs> yeah, not to confuse a... anyone. Yeah. All right, I guess that then. Yep. That's the intro? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think so. <laughs> nice. Hello and welcome to Nerd Out Consumed. Got to lean forward yeah. in my chair to say that, and it's a bit squeaky. I need to, I need to tighten up some bolts, but mm-hmm. it worked for the bit. There we go. I like it. So welcome. It is episode fifteen, our first ever episode of Nerd Out <laughs> Consumed. This is a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing, isn't it? I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. We're still on the Nerd Out channel, and we will be for a bit, basically. <laughs> we decided that. We're just going to get that out of the way. We're going to stay here for a little bit and then move eventually. Yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm honestly leaving Sandro in charge of that because I don't have anything to do with that, so he could do it if he wants to, but I'm happy just to record them and keep churning them out and publish them wherever. Yeah, well, th- there will be a home for them at some point, hmm. but uh, we're still in lockdown. At least I am, and I'm like, I don't... There's no need, really, to put it on somewhere else. It's yeah. easy. It's easier. Mm. So we're doing that. My name is Sandra. I'm joined by Reese, as always. Hello. We're here to talk about um, some things. Yes. Lots of things, potentially? Poten- uh, no, yeah, I've got a couple. Mm. 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 Maybe one thing in particular. I don't know. Oh, just just the one? Oh. Just maybe <laughs> one. Who knows? Maybe. But what I do know... Mm is that we can't really talk about these things without a, the proper uh, introduction, can we? Indeed. If you haven't listened to this show before, which is fair enough, because it is the first it's episode, the first so you exactly. wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> what we do is we ask the question to jump into our reviews, and Reese, I'm going to ask you this question up front. Oh, yes. Hope you're ready. I am. It's a tough question. Oh, boy. Um, the version that I'm going to ask you is not the original. It's actually been passed down throughout the millennia. Oh. Constantly changing languages, constantly being translated and, and changed. I think the Catholic Church may have even added in some extra words and taken some out. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it has been changed a lot, this word, this this question. Yes. And the question is... Oh, boy. Yeah. Got to get in close to the mic. Oh. What have you been consuming lately or recently? Either one is fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're quite specific about that because you had a term that you used when you wrote it down. Yes. But now we just do it on the fly. I've lost it. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I say recently <laughs> myself, but I, I don't think yeah, it matters. I like recently. Unless you want to do a poll and the listeners can write in. <laughs> That's true. No, even then I'll just keep saying recently. <laughs> ah, what to start with though? Um, actually, the most recently, and it's one that I. It was surprisingly short. Um, I finished Uncharted 1 today. Oh, nice. This afternoon, I was playing through it, and it's and it just finished, and it's like, wait, oh, yeah, games were shorter when this first came out. <laughs> yeah, that first one is, I think, like 10 hours or something. It's very short. Yeah, um, and it wasn't too bad, actually, being short, because uh, kind of... Because <laughs> it hasn't aged super well. Oh, oh well, that's actually a bit harsher than I was thinking. Uh, but yeah, in that regard, that's kind of it. But also, I kind of wanted to get it out of the way just so I can have experienced more of Uncharted because it's really popular. And the first game was fun. Mm. The best bits about it were Nolan North mm. as uh, Nathan Drake. He's really good. Yeah. Actually, all the characters and their interplay was really fun. The combat was very samey after a while. Yep. Also, I prefer using a pistol, if anyone cares, uh, to the machine guns in this game. They they didn't really work very well for me. Hmm. I could be much more accurate with a pistol. Mm. I don't know if that's important to mention, but there we go. <laughs> um, so I finished that today and started number two, and I literally climbed the thing you have to climb. I won't spoil anything, even though it's an old game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really strong beginning, actually. Um, yeah, two, three, and four are all incredible. Mm. Like the first one is a PlayStation Two game. Yeah, and feels like it. You can tell the story and characters are still good, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's aged a little poorly. But the other ones, yeah, they're excellent. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you could, it feels very different to play. It's got a lot more. It's obviously made for a different generation of console and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the graphics, because even this was remastered as well, and it, it just looks great. Mm. I can definitely see why a lot of people actually said they had a problem with The Last of Us because it's just the Naughty Dog mechanic over and over again. Lots of similar (laughs) gameplay. Uh, But I'm coming to it around the other way, so I uh, am going to continue to hold The Last of Us as a precious little thing in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair. But in the end, it doesn't really matter. I think uh, something I'm picking up on that a lot of people like about Naughty Dog is they do focus on the stories and the characters more than they do necessarily the gameplay yeah it's it's i don't don't necessarily want to say you're playing a movie but it is more about the cinematic scope yeah i think so than anything else although uncharted feels like a good mix between the last of us and uh, tomb raider Mm. at least the tomb raider game that i've been playing which is the free one this month (laughs) (laughs) uh the second one was it rise uh yeah it's the second one in the reboot it's got a bit more jumping and uh, overcoming physical obstacles than The Last of Us, but it's got it with the Naughty Dog style, so mm. it actually feels like a nice mix of the two, which those are the three games I've kind of been going between recently. And it was pretty good, but I'm looking forward to kind of getting into the nitty-gritty and the more up-to-date games, because I think that's where the love for these things comes from. Yeah, I think so. It's also hard with a series like Uncharted, because you do kind of have to know what's happening. Like, I don't think you can jump into 4 without knowing (laughs) any of the characters, because that whole game is just based off the fact that it's the end of this series, so yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough, yeah. Well, I want to play through it anyway. It's not like I'm just 
doing it to understand the pop culture reference. Mm, yeah. Unlike something else that I've got on my list. <laughs> so on that note, I'm going to ask you the question and then I'll talk about the pop culture thing that I wanted to catch up on the reference for. Okay. Sandro, what have you been consuming recently and or lately? Ooh. Uh, speaking of catching up on the references, mm. this kind of works for it. I've been watching a lot of James Bond over the last basically what happened is a podcast and youtube channel i consume quite often they went through the pierce brosnan films Mm. a little while ago and i went i've only actually seen half of one of them oh really so i'm gonna watch them all with them Mm. so i went ahead and watched those four and then i was like i'm in a bond mood let's watch the two (laughs) timothy dalton ones after that as well so i've seen Six Bond films, and I just closed Chrome by accident. Now I've got to open it up again and reload all the pages that I had. <laughs> well, in that in that case, while you're doing that, I'm just going to go on record and say Timothy Dalton, excellent Bond. He's really good. Yeah, I, I, um, it's a shame he only did two because I think they both they feel so fresh compared mm-hmm. to, yeah. Especially yeah, like Roger Moore. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I've seen. A f- I've seen most of Craig, but I can't remember any of them aside from Casino Royale. Really? Wow, okay. That's a controversial opinion. I don't think Skyfall's very good. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it anyway. Um, yeah, well, I've only seen it the once, so I don't know if that reflects on it. I'll rewatch it before the new one, I think. But Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't get through Spectre. I saw like 20 minutes and went, no, 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 no. Oh, really? I liked it. Actually, what I didn't like... Yeah. Uh, this is going to be uh, controversial for some people, but also Ooh. for other people, it's going to be, yes, thank you for saying it. Um, <laughs> they need to update his attitude towards women. <laughs> oh, like, no, I think it should stay the way it... No, <laughs> I think that's... I think definitely they should. Yeah, I know it's the point of him, but that... I can't remember her name, but the female uh, protagonist was so good. She was independent. She was awesome until... And I know you just said you only saw like 20 minutes or something, but there's a point where she says, James, I need you. I'm scared and I need your help. It's like, where did this come from? She's literally been kick-ass without actually... They didn't exaggerate the fact either. She had moments of being frightened and being a bit scared in the moment. Like when you get a gun in your face, you got to be a bit scared. Are they going to pull the trigger? And so she, you know, shocked for a second, but then she managed to kick someone in the face and stuff like that. It was quite good. But then suddenly she changes from that just so that in the final act there's a damsel in distress that James Bond could save. And it it drove Mm. me up the wall. Yeah. Because I thought they were finally getting out of that pattern. And then... (laughs) Yeah, that's my thing with the Craig films outside of Casino Royale and I guess also the plot, to use that word lightly, of Quantum of Solace, is that after Mm. those films it did feel like they just went back to the formula. Yeah. Because Quantum of Solace is very much he's getting revenge on the death of the female protagonist from Casino Royale, which yeah. is awesome. That's a great idea. Like, that's the first time any of them have carried across across multiple movies, and that's really good. Yeah, and I really liked how it was seen out of one scene into it again in the next film. That was really good, with a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with Skyfall, they just went back to, let's just do the old... Yeah, yeah. well, it's... It's funny, it started to become referencing the past with, uh, I was going to say Spyfall because of the recent Doctor Who episode, (laughs) with Skyfall and um, Spectre, it became almost like doing a 
fiftieth anniversary Doctor Who episode, um, mm. where it was referencing the past a lot, which I don't mind, but I can also see how that detracts for some people. Yeah, I, I mixed the two together actually for the, for that reason. They seem like they're almost the same film in a way. Yeah, because they're following the old formula and doing a lot of references with certain characters and whatnot. And I don't know, it just it felt odd. Yeah, I will have to rewatch them though. I think maybe we could do something mm. in the lead up to whenever the other one is out. Is it confirmed yeah. for next year now? I think it is. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's confirmed. Yeah. Which is kind of sad for, well, not sad. It was a very successful song and it's a great song, but it's kind of funny how they were doing it as a preview. They released the mm. Billie Eilish theme and then, uh, you know, the year afterwards, we're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not release it on the anniversary of the release of the song at this rate? <laughs> <laughs> May as well. It, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like We've had probably six trailers for Black Widow now, and <laughs> we still haven't seen it. Stuff like that. It's just I've only seen two of them. Out, yeah. I'm going to react to the others then. Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, I occasionally react to things on my YouTube channel, <laughs> youtube.com slash Reese Barton. Cheap plug, because <laughs> I want to do more, but I also want more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely subscribe. Uh, yeah, there's a link in the description from memory. Yay. It's been there for a while. <laughs> so, uh... You were saying uh, you've seen the Pierce Brosnan ones, you've seen the Timothy Dalton ones, and the Craig ones? Yes. I'll, I'll talk about the Dalton... Well, I've seen quite a few Conneries as well, but I can't okay, remember yeah. them. I was young, and I think I f- f- fell asleep mm-hmm. during most of them. Cause they do that to me too. <laughs> yeah. The thing with the Bond films is you like the idea of them as a kid, but they're not oh, yeah. really kid-friendly in the sense of they're very slow. Yes. <laughs> they're very long. Yes, they're not adult friendly if you like fast paced movies. <laughs> yeah, so I saw uh, the two Dalton ones, which is Living Daylights and License to Kill. Mm. Pretty funny with License to Kill because the actor who plays Ed in Twin Peaks is in it, and he plays a character called Ed. And I was like, oh, it's all connected. It's in there for a little bit. They're pretty good. I the Living Daylights was really fun. Mm-hmm. Felt quite Connery esque. <laughs> for the most part, which I quite liked. The story was pr- pretty good. The story was good, was it? <laughs> I can't remember what the story was, <laughs> but it was good. Oh, yeah, it was the... Ru- yeah, that's right. It was like Russia and stuff. That's right. Yeah, classic. It's James Bond. Of course it was Russia. <laughs> <laughs> and then A License to Kill really stood out to me. It's got a terrible song. I don't like the song. I don't remember half the songs. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do run... Yeah, there's some that stand out for all the wrong reasons, mm. and then some that stand out for the right reasons. To the point where there's a five-minute segment on a really old episode of the Nerdist podcast, now known as ID10T, where Matt Myra, who's obsessed with James Bond, did the same thing as you. I think it was Live and Let Die, the theme he highlighted, where it was just Kylie Minogue saying that over and over again. Mm. And then at some point, because I wanted to sound intellectual, they go, Sigmund Freud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he called it out at a live show, and the audience is just losing it. And then they realize, oh, wait, maybe these movies weren't great at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I quite like License to Kill. It felt very fresh. It's, mm. I think it's, it's, it performed the worst out of every single James Bond film ever. Like, it kind of bombed. And that's why Dalton didn't come back that and also um right issues i think there was six years in between hmm. last dalton and last brosnan because they were trying to figure out rights and stuff so yeah uh which is fun 
but I quite like License to Kill. I would say check it out. Very violent for a James Bond film. Mm. Which is saying something, because they're quite violent anyway. Yeah. But this one felt a lot more, I don't know, grittier. Oh, what's the other one called? One of my favourites, I think it was a Roger Moore one. Wow. It might even be Brosnan. I don't know. But the uh, mm. one with the submarine. Oh. Oh, that's why he loved me, I'm pretty sure. Is that it? Is that with Jonathan Price? I think so. I yeah, that's not... the second Brosnan one. Yes. Yeah. That one is quite good. That one just stood out to me because I thought the action sequences in that were excellent. It was one of those funny things when you're younger where you realize that you're invested in the story and the world of it, but then you realize it's also a film and people put time and energy into making it Mm. and sets and there were stunts and things like that. And that was one of those films where I had that, but it was that kind of fun mix of you didn't care that you're realizing it's fake, but you're just kind of like, how did they do that? That's really cool. And Mm. stuff like that. So um, especially the battle in the submarine, or the ship that eats the submarines, basically. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't too bad. Like, I was pretty surprised with the Brosnan ones. I knew that uh, GoldenEye would be good because it is. It's a good one. It's one of the best ones. Mm. And then I always heard that the rest are just kind of bad. But I quite liked, yeah, the Jonathan Price submarine one. I Like, Michelle Yeoh's in it, and she's really good. So, yeah, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, they got a bit more of a pace then which i quite liked also i've seen those ones the most because they were on telly the most here in australia for some reason when i was when i was growing up so i'd watch that then but then also i'd miss the last half of it because obviously there are ads and then it was getting really late and i was younger and i had to go to bed when (laughs) at a certain time so yeah yeah um what else is there to say about them oh the his third one the world is not enough was very strange. It started off really strong, and then once you realize that it's just essentially another, like, Russian... Oh, yeah, I'm remembering that now, yeah. I think it's, like, a nuke story or something, mm-hmm. and it got really boring. Also, a character was called... It's Robert Carlyle. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's the villain. Then there was also Dr. Christmas Jones, who was potentially the worst <laughs> Bond character <laughs> yeah. ever. Oh, dear. <laughs> Played by Denise Richards. I was mm-hmm. just there like, this. she feels like she's in a completely different movie and it's a parody of what this is and it's bad. Mm-hmm. So, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Halle Berry one was probably so mm. bad it's good. It was pretty terrible, but I liked it. <laughs> That's such a good way of looking at it. Because <laughs> it's really bad. It's painful to sit through. But there's so much stuff in it that's very funny. It's so interesting because I think Brosnan's performance is excellent. I think he's great. And Halle Berry was pretty good in that movie, but they do not work together at all. So when they're, like, on their own, it almost tricks you into thinking it's a good film. (laughs) And then they come together for, like, the big climactic moments. And you're like, this is awful. Yeah. Is that the one with the chase through the London rivers at the beginning? Um, I think... Maybe? Maybe. I think so. It's the one that's got the terrible CGI ice sequence that's featured a lot online yeah Yeah. okay because i think one thing that those ones have got going for them was they got the stunts pretty spot on most of the time yeah except for that landing and that bloody cgi (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh that's right yeah it's this ice castle that's on the border of north and south korea (laughs) i don't know if i remember that one then very well hmm i don't know 
I've been considering revisiting them myself, but I wanted to go through chronologically, and then I'm just turned off by how slow the <laughs> first yeah. few are. As much as I want to love Sean Connery's James Bond, because he's the icon, it's just kind of like, I do like him, but this is so slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, there's a parody I saw ages ago. I can't remember the name of it, but they highlighted all the ridiculous names for the women. And um, <laughs> there was a woman called Miss Fuller Love. <laughs> oh, Miss Fuller Love. <laughs> <laughs> there's one in GoldenEye that was very funny. I'll try and find her name. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, the stuff that they... <laughs> Yeah. I think it almost becomes a parody of itself. It does. Um, I think that happened the most in the Brosnan period, <laughs> mm. really. Uh, oh, yeah. So the actress who plays Jean Grey in the original X-Men films is in GoldenEye, and she plays uh. Xenia on a top. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that is a joke of itself. <laughs> she basically squashes people with her thighs. That's her, that's her superpower. That's what she does. Although, if there's a way to go. <laughs> and it's it's pretty, um, yeah, that's where it almost feels like a parody. And I think that's why GoldenEye is so good, because they know <laughs> how stupid everything they're doing is. <laughs> and that came out with one of the best video games ever, so. <laughs> that's true, yeah. And also, it's the same director as Casino Royale, I think, so. Wait, really? Yeah, they get him in to do all the good stuff. Ah, and Green Lantern. <laughs> yep. Yep. Didn't. See that? Oh boy! <laughs> Mask of Zorro, though. Oh, bad. I gotta watch that again. I love that film. <laughs> mm. It's probably not great, but Edge of Darkness is that John Tom Cruise dying over and over again? No, it isn't. Oh, it's Mel Gibson movie. That's Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's Edge of Tomorrow. Terrible title. Good film. <laughs> Edge of Darkness is a remake of a BBC thing, which is apparently very good. Hmm. Um, it was a, a mini series uh, or a one-off season or whatever, which is what the BBC does a lot. And uh, then the Mel Gibson thing was just a chance for Mel Gibson to get his face on screen again, which it doesn't deserve to be anymore. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Ooh, <laughs> not really. He's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on record saying that, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably all I've got to say about those those Bond films. Pretty good. Watch them if you want. Yeah, I don't know. That's basically James Bond. There's some bad stuff in them. I mean, it's sort of like the thing with the Bond films is they're not amazing. I don't think any of them, maybe outside of Casino Royale, is amazing. Mm. They're all perfectly okay. Well, that's where the modern ones, especially, um, what is amazing is the cinematography. Yes. Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins are phenomenal. Yes. And. That's where it looks gorgeous. And Daniel Craig is great. I love Daniel Craig. He's good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, as an actor and as Bond. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think he cares anymore, but he still <laughs> yes. puts in a good performance. So, good yeah, on yeah. him. <laughs> I was meant to be done with it like 15 years ago at this rate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> still gone. He's still yeah. wearing those suits and he's still... Mm -hmm. Buff as all hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah, I think they should definitely do something to change it up in the next iteration, though, because... Well, like, cast a woman? Maybe. <laughs> That's PC gone mad, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God help them if it's a black woman. Jesus. Oh, no. Oh. What's the world coming to? You're going to have it written by a woman as well, a really well-acclaimed writer? Jesus, what are you doing? It's almost like you want to make interesting creative choices. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to the, the cinema, pay money to see it so I can get upset. Definitely not going to not see it. Because... Get angry at it, yeah. Oh, it's almost like releasing The Last of Us 2. 
Sorry, I just wanted to jump on that bandwagon of people hating on it. Do I know what you're talking about? Do I not know what you're talking about? We'll find out later in the episode. I'm sure you know about how the internet received or didn't receive that game. (laughs) Yeah, but do I know what they received? Mm, We will find out. We will. Later in the episode. But first, what else have you been consuming? Well, I've I've watched something which has got a reputation for being kind of unusual. Although that word doesn't seem quite right. I... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I would use, I don't know, unusual by today's standards for an adaptation, but... Yeah, true. Back then, this is what they all were, really. But how do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't mentioned it yet. Because... <laughs> we talked did? about it behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was going to clip that bit out. I don't know. We'll see what I do. Yeah, do whatever you want. Sometimes I do that whole, which is what a lot of podcasts do, oh, I'll cut that, and then it's never cut. <laughs> Mm. We'll see how I go. But anyway, there's a feature that we do on this show sometimes. I'm the one who usually introduces it, but I want to hear your take on it, so bring it on. It's time for Weird Movies with Reese. Oh, I like that. Is that it's spooky in a way? <laughs> it did a little bit. Yeah. So today's weird movie is Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh, boy. Which is how I'm referring to it, not just Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. So, like I said earlier, I watched it because it's earned a reputation, and I saw that it came on the Australian Netflix recently, mm. and I haven't seen it. Uh, I wanted to see, just so I could make a comparison, because honestly, I guess maybe it's impossible to make a good Hulk standalone film, I don't know. Oh, that's... Okay. <laughs> that's harsh, <laughs> but my biggest problem is I love The Incredible Hulk. I actually think it's a great movie, except it suffers from, I was going to say Man of steel Itis, but a lot of... A lot of films these days suffer from this, where it's a great film, there's a lot of drama, the characters are great, but then they rely too much on CGI and you just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I really do. I thought, um, oh, what's his name in The Incredible Hulk? He played the villain. One of my favorite actors, but I keep forgetting his name. Da, 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 Tim... Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Good guy. Yeah. Probably. I like him. But anyway, that's that's the other movie. But mm. it's there's, I just feel like there's not much you could do with a Hulk. And honestly, it did feel like the same story was done in The Incredible Hulk as with The Hulk, or just Hulk, but in a very different way. This, <laughs> Yes, this time there's comic pages. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> I wrote about this on Facebook where my friends, including Sandro, could see I really liked those, but then I also got to the point where just do a normal transition for once. <laughs> yeah. Just it's... cut to another scene. <laughs> So they're really well done, but they were probably overused in my mind. And I think that's an analogy you can maybe use and slightly twist for the rest of the film as well. Lots of the uh, characters are great, but it took a while for the acting to catch up with it. (laughs) Because in the first few scenes, most people are monotone except for uh, Eric Banner and I've forgotten his name, but the guy who plays Talbot, which by the way, I think that's the same Talbot from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Sam Elliott? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Glenn. Oh wait, no, 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 no. He's thumbing the ball. Ross, never mind. Um, who is Talbot? Can't remember, but I'm. I swear, Glenn Talbot is the name of. I am not doing well with actors' names today. Joss Lucas, it says here. Yeah, he was a great actor. Uh, he's not in Agents of Shield. No. no, 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 not him as an actor, but the same character, played by um. Oh, Adrian Padza. Oh, okay. Yeah, he appears as a Glenn Talbot. Yeah, it is. It's the same character uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is 
quite interesting. Um, and I didn't realize it until I saw this and I, I thought, that's a familiar name. Oh, there we go. So him and Eric Banner were the only ones who were actually delivering their lines convincingly <laughs> um, for the first 10 or 15 minutes. The rest of them felt like they might have done an acting class with Tommy Wiseau. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then uh, towards the end, uh, Jennifer Connelly and Nick Nolte started to really stand out. They were great. I was actually amazed to see that Nick Nolte was in this. Um, <laughs> I hate that whole thing with him. That's I, oh, <laughs> I really genuinely hate Nick Nolte's storyline. I think he's good, yeah. but I don't know why they added it in. It, it was... doesn't work in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Um, it was highly disturbing, actually. I, I felt really uncomfortable watching him... Oh, by the way, I know it's a really old movie, but spoilers. Um, <laughs> spoilers, yeah. 17 years old at this point? It's been a while, yeah. I think so, yeah. 2003, yeah. 17 years. Boom. Yeah, really disturbing seeing him running towards a child with a knife. Um, oh, yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he was going to kill Bruce <laughs> with a knife, uh, yeah. and then he ends up killing his wife. And it was tragic, but it was also really uncomfortable. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a protective father, but it mm. just... I think it is well shot, that stuff, yeah, yeah. actually. Well, that's the, the whole thing is well done. But it was a really weird take on the Hulk origin story as well. Like, I didn't <laughs> didn't expect that his dad would be involved in his ability to transform and stuff like that. Yeah. Does his dad turn into a cloud? He becomes the absorbing man, I believe. Oh. Yeah, that's what I don't like. <laughs> that was what I was referring to. I don't mind oh, okay, the backstory yeah. actually mm-hmm. thinking about it. That that was quite tragic and pretty well done. Yeah, I liked that the Hulk was basically a PTSD victim. Mm, yeah. Like he's he lived with that so much he repressed the memories. Very dramatic. But yeah, it's kind of the old <laughs> Fantastic Four 2 situation where Galactus was a cloud and Green Lantern situation where the villain's a cloud and then this guy can <laughs> turn into a cloud. Yeah. Or whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, towards the end, it fell apart, but mo- a lot of it I didn't mind too much. Okay. What did you think about the, the dogs, the mutant dogs? Um, <laughs> strong concept. Mm. CGI failed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. And like freaking mutant poodle. What the hell? Um <laughs> so silly. <laughs> like the bulldog or whatever it was. That that made sense, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, strong concept that he from then on tried to continue his research at home without the equipment and the lab and then experimented on his dogs. That mm. again, the ideas in this are great. A lot of the execution falls down, I think. Mm. I didn't mind in some shots, only some, how this Hulk looked, by the way. A lot of people say, oh, he looked terrible, but in some shots, he holds up. Like the streets of San Francisco, there's a shot where the army surrounded him, there's helicopters flying, ready to shoot at him, and it might be because there's water spraying up from a hydrant, kind of masking him a bit, but the lights and the shadows worked really well on him. I'm looking now. Yeah... It's pretty good, like, uh, comic booky Hulk. Yeah. And I know that Eric Banner was a big fan of that uh, TV show that's probably awful uh, <laughs> by today's standards. Oh, wait, the, the old one. Yeah, the really old one. <laughs> yeah. Like, the one where they basically took a shot from it when he's hit by the gamma radiation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Lou, Lou Ferrigno cameos as a security guard in this as well as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Oh, nice. Who played nice. the Hulk in that show. 
Yeah. And then he's a conservative who is a loud mouth on Twitter, I think. Anyway, oh, okay. um, but yeah, it, it was quite, um, that was quite funny. I did immediately think of that show and the transformation into the Hulk when I saw <laughs> Rick Banner get hit with the gamma radiation. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'd give it, honestly, a positive schmear. Okay. As opposed to our lower schmear. Because it wasn't as bad as the reputation has built it up to be. It wasn't great, and it was very stereotypical superhero origin story, and it just proves my point that the Hulk really only works in the way that Marvel's been doing it because Universal only lets them put them in, uh, you know, the, the um, ensemble stories. But I think that's where the character works the most, honestly. I don't know if you can have a solo story and make it work very well. Maybe. <laughs> I say not having read many Hulk comics, I'll be honest. Maybe. But... I think if it wasn't... Well, actually, Universal could do this. There's a comic book run called The Immortal Hulk, which has come out recently, which mm-hmm. is a very quite dark, mature take on the Hulk. And I think it's a, a movie version of that would be very well done mm. if they could. The problem is... Because Universal have the rights. Because Disney definitely wouldn't do it. But I think Universal could, if they really wanted to, make a movie out of it, potentially with Mark Ruffalo, but it could work as a standalone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I think that would work. But the version of Hulk that they try to adapt for Incredible Hulk and stuff probably doesn't quite work. Mm. Live action movie. Actually, on that note, talking about the different actors to play the character, I like all three of them. They're really good. Yeah. And I had this bizarre thought. That if I don't know if there's a comic run that could make this happen, but what if they did their own version of Spider Verse and somehow had all three of them come along as the Hulk? Because <laughs> I'd love there's... to see Eric Banner come back. I'd love to see Ed Norton. Mm. There is a run where there are multiple ver- not like they don't don't exist at the same time, but there are mm-hmm. like multiple versions of the Hulk. I think one of them is like Scientific Hulk. Oh yeah, Professor Hulk, basically. And then one of them is. Joe fix it. He works as like a a plumber or something. I don't know. But there's like all these different versions of the Hulk, and they could do something where they bring them together. That could be quite fun. I reckon the only place they'll get that to happen is a multiverse of madness. Probably, yeah. Or She Hulk. They could do it in She Hulk. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, they could. Although that's where um, Sam Raimi will probably manage to get Tobey Maguire to come back. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting, by the way, Sam Raimi's directing mm. Doctor Strange too. That's quite exciting. It was exciting. But yeah, so Ang Lee's Hulk. Not as bad as people say. I actually enjoyed watching it. But now I will go back to the original question of the show. Ooh. What else have you been consuming lately? Um, I saw Airplane. Oh, yeah? Surely not. Also known as Flying High in Australia, which I think is a bad name. Um, but Airplane, yeah. Actually, is that on a streaming service somewhere? Nah, it's just... Just had a copy of it yep. on DVD, and I was like, hey, I haven't watched this in a while. Let's go watch Airplane. I haven't watched it at all. I just know the references to it. Mm, I think it's um, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Mm. Are you familiar at all with Zucker, Zucker, and Abrams' other movies, like Top Secret with uh, Val Kilmer? There's also the Naked Gun stuff with Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, mainly Naked Gun, because Leslie Nielsen was just a national treasure in my mind and i kind of followed him in some of his movies for a little bit there um there was i had a run of watching some of his stuff mm. so yeah i i kind of know also the tone of comedy that those guys go for and stuff like that 
<laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I um I'm a big fan of uh the TV show that The Naked Gun was a sequel to Police Squad. It lasted yep. six episodes. <laughs> and I really like that because every single frame is a joke. Yeah. Like every single scene has just so many jokes packed into it and flying high is ah boo. I hate myself for saying that. Airplane <laughs> is is quite similar. Aeroplane, thank you. <laughs> Aeroplane. Mm. <laughs> I I don't I think it's I think Airplane's my least favorite. Really? Out of wow. the main three. I yeah. like I think first Naked Gun's excellent, even though like OJ's in it, but you know, <laughs> Yeah. You could kind of look past it, maybe. I don't know. Mm. He's a, probably a murderer. <laughs> and he's just there making jokes. He's killing in a different way. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. This is feeling <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, I think Top Secret is excellent as well, mm. which I saw this year. That's the one that came out in 1984. I watched it for fun. I think it's excellent. Hmm. I think, yeah, out of those ones, this might be my least favourite because the plot is so <laughs> similar to what it's parodying. Yeah. Whereas Top Secret is a parody of Elvis movies, it's a parody of, like, Cold War <laughs> stuff, it's a parody of James Bond, it's a parody of, like, everything. Yeah. And they just managed to put it all in there. Whereas Airplane is a parody of one franchise of films from the 50s and 70s. Kind of like that cantina scene in Spaceballs. Yeah, exactly. Where they get a little bit of everything in there. <laughs> um, it's still good, though. Oh, That's yeah. all I can yeah. say, really. It's very funny. I'm going to check some of those out, actually, I reckon, just because, again, they're quite iconic, and I get a lot of the references, and I make those references, but I want to see them in context, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, they're good. I quite like them. I don't know if they made any others, because I'm trying to find if they did any of their comedies and stuff. I think after Naked Gun 3, they just mm. went their separate ways and made some serious movies and stuff, which is a shame. Mm. For a second, I thought one of them was involved with Scary Movie, but that's not real. So don't. <laughs> that's not a part of the canon. <laughs> well, good. So I can continue to avoid watching Scary Movies. Ha. <laughs> Funny. Good joke. That's <laughs> good. No, no. I, I, even, even, you know... Scary movie. Oh. I don't even want to watch <laughs> don't those. Watch, don't watch scary movie. It's awful. <laughs> so bad. Are there multiple of them? It's like five, yeah. I think. The first one's a parody of Scream. Yep. Um, which is silly because Scream is a parody of horror films. <laughs> Scream itself is a parody. Yes. Of it. It's it is. It's Wes Craven being like, slashes are dumb, here's a silly slasher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so don't know what the point was with that. I, I, I think there was one a couple of years ago that starred Sharpay from High School Musical, and it was a parody of Paranormal Activity. Oh. But yeah, they're, they're, they're still making those, apparently. Mm-hmm. I saw one on Amazon the other day called um, The Hungry Games. <laughs> oh, God. Which is, I think it's the same guys. Mm-hmm. It's a parody of The Hunger Games, but from the look of the poster, Ted is one of the contestants. And it's just all these like 2012 <laughs> film references. Wow. Actually, fair dues. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I will rate Airplane a thumb up. It's good stuff. What have nice. you got? Have you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, actually, another podcast. Ooh. <gasps> oh, no. I know, there are other podcasts out there. <laughs> uh, this one is a fascinating one, and I think I mentioned it to you last week, uh, post-recording. It's called uh, Play, Watch, Listen, Ooh. which is actually a name I 
or kind of a version of a name that I proposed for this show. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't because I didn't realize that uh, four people within the uh, games industry have come together and made uh, this podcast. And those people are Alana Pierce, who mm. uh, reviews a lot of games media type stuff. Yes. Uh, the incredible voice actor, Troy Baker. Yes. Uh, Mike Bithel, who's a game director and also a coder. He, he can write game code. Hmm. And Austin Wintery, who's a games composer. And I've heard and watched because it's uploaded on video and they, they do a kind of, I think they do Zoom and they just record it and then upload it. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Uh, so I've watched some of them as well as heard them. And uh, they're really interesting because you get these four different perspectives on it. You get kind of Troy, as most actors with most projects, we just go in there. Unless it's a stage project where we're involved pretty much most of the way through, I think. Although... A writer's got to write it at some point, so I take that back. <laughs> but, you know, in the lifetime of a creative project, a collaboration like that, actors come in, do the work, and then they're gone. Yeah. So Troy kind of gives a perspective from that point of view. Alana sees the end product. Mike Bithell, who's the director, he talks about how you, you, sometimes he needs to pitch the idea himself. He doesn't necessarily write, but he has an idea. He wants somebody to flesh it out. Mm. And then Austin, the composer, he, he actually, I heard a, I heard one earlier today where he said that there was a game that took three years to make and they'd hired him as the composer. And then they said, look, just set the tone for the game. You've got the concept for it. We're actually, something happened behind the scenes. He didn't go into too much detail and we can't make it just yet, but you're being hired, we'll pay you if you start giving us music. So he just did that, and then they basically based the tone of the game off what music he wrote, which he <laughs> said was one of the biggest privileges of his career. That's pretty cool. But you get a lot of amazing insights like that about games, but also about just pop culture in general, because they're very much all within this world of entertainment. Yeah. So fascinating stuff to hear, really great insights I'm sure people who are really interested in coding games or directing games get a lot out of it from from Mike, but I I got kind of a bit of a spike in inspiration from hearing a conversation from Troy's point of view, and then Mike kind of supported it. But it uh, Troy gave this anecdote where he was cast as, I think it was one of the main characters in a game that he was already doing a voiceover for, uh, and they were casting a young, a role for a young man, and this kid came in, he was doing a great job, but Troy was saying, this is the power of making a choice for each line that you deliver, okay, or at least each scene, because the director said, all right, just come over here, and he pulled the kid aside and he said, so what is it your character wants mm. from the other character in this scene? And uh, the boy went quiet for a bit, thought about it more than it, he obviously had done already, and then he said he wants his trust. And then they did it again. It went really well. And eventually that that's the, I can't, I don't know what role it was, but that's the guy who played that role. Nice. But then Troy came up to the director and said, look, I actually disagree with what you said there. What, what, you know, the fact that you let the kid do that. And he said, what, what do you mean? Well, he didn't want his trust. He wanted his, his respect and that's different. And I would have played it differently if I was using that as the inspiration. And the director said, look, he could have said he wanted ice cream from you. <laughs> I just wanted him to make a choice. <laughs> and it, there's... I, I've already known that, and I know I went to uni for acting. I know a fair bit about it. I know a lot about kind of like the theory of acting as well and how you can intellectualize it and go off your instincts. But sometimes it's about finding that balance, and it was just great to hear that, you know, sometimes you can just – any choice you you want to make, just make a choice sort of thing. And it was great to yeah. be reminded of that because I haven't acted 
in a while, at least on stage. I've been working on voiceover stuff, especially after hearing Troy's voice a lot, because mm. he's got such a good voice. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've heard it as Joel a lot, which maybe you have too. Um <laughs> Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. I assume we're going to talk about that last thing. <laughs> I guess so. We'll save The Last of Us for last, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great podcast. Check it out. Play, watch, listen. New episode came out today, and I think it was the 22nd, so they've got quite a few episodes. Well worth a listen, very informative, and they're just really great people, so go check it out. Mm, yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Been a fan of Alana Pierce for a while, following her through. Mm. Her adventures from Australia over to America. America, yes. Where she uh, she's pleading people to... Actually, yeah, I'm going to plead to everyone everywhere. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay at home. She's immunocompromised, mm. uh, so she's at a high risk, and there are many, many, many people like her. People of any age can get this virus, and like I think we're all sick of lockdown, so if we just commit to it a bit longer, we could get rid of it sooner. Yeah, That's not a political statement to say, by the way, because I know in America it's getting to the point where if you say, follow the guidelines for COVID, they consider that a political statement. It's not. Just get rid of this virus. Do your part. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's on her YouTube channel as well. It is, yeah. That's where she uploads the video side of it. Nice. And it looks like the audio stream, like the audio feed of it, is through Libsyn. So that's probably on all your favorite podcast sources. I know it's on Spotify. I'm pretty sure it would be on Apple Podcasts. I was going to say iTunes, but that's a thing of the past. Yeah, kind of, I think. I don't know. Kind of. It, it's <laughs> weird. I, I don't know what Apple's doing anymore. No. I'm a fan and I still have Apple stuff, but I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, check it out. Great, great, great stuff. Definitely. Also, I found out that there's a game, a John Wick game. What? Yeah, there's a John Wick game. It's a very stylized kind of, looks like an animation almost, but it's a game. Troy plays, I think, maybe the villain in it. I'm not sure, but I've just found out it's got Ian McShane in it as well. Oh. And it's directed, I'm pretty sure, by um, Mike Bithell, who's the director on the show. Oh, it's one of these sort of, like, turn-based action strategy games. Yeah. Ooh, I like those. And the music's by Austin, who's the composer on the podcast as well. So Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Came out on PlayStation 4 a couple of weeks ago. Apparently they're giving out free uh, $10 vouchers for their 10th anniversary thing. I've got to go check. Oh. See if I got one. Yeah, I'll check that out too. Because this game's cheap. Mm. I'm going to get it just because it's these people and I want to actually be exposed to I've obviously experienced Troy's work in the games and animated shows industry because he is literally everywhere mm. but I do want to get some more of these guys work like Austin Wintery the composer I want to hear some of his music and I want to you know play a game that was directed by Mike Bithell yeah definitely I don't really have too much else to talk about I watched a movie called Dear Skin. Mm-hmm. It's not out yet. I got a screener um, for this website. I I... Actually, by the time this comes out, I might it might be out. I don't know. Did you mention that last time because the screener wasn't great quality? I swear you talked about a screener uh... recently where... Or they put the lo- they, the watermark all over the uh, whole screen. <laughs> I got a comic book preview mm. about a month ago. And yeah, the <laughs> there was just... <laughs> They watermarked it, like, just every single panel, and it was so annoying Okay, yeah, <laughs> to look past. Uh, thankfully, yeah, no, um, the copy of Diskin was great. It was very good quality. Awesome. Have you seen the movie or heard of the movie Rubber, where there's a 
tire that's got oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. powers and blood. Yeah, it's it's that director. It's his new it's his new movie. Is it the same sort of movie? Because could I spin the weird movies with Sandro onto you, or is that actually a proper film? <laughs> the, the, well, because it's not out yet, I don't want to really talk about it because okay. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the general premise is uh, this newly divorced man goes to this quiet French town and he buys a jacket that's 100% made out of deer skin and he's also potentially a movie maker. He tells people that anyway. Mm. And then weird stuff happens for about 70 minutes. It's quite short. Hmm. That is pretty short. Yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. I would give it one thumb up. Nice. The reviews on ImpulseGamer.com <laughs> if you want more stuff, because, yep, it's good, <laughs> but haven't really done anything else outside of that. Oh, okay. So that means this episode might be quite short then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did hmm. um, boot up my PlayStation oh, yeah? and put a disc in for about three hours. Three hours. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I played Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the last thing on my list. I completed it, so I'm going to have to be biting my tongue a lot, obviously. Uh, well, I have seen the, the big thing that people were really angry about, so we could do a spoiler warning and talk about that if you want. Yes, guys, this is uh, going to be a spoiler warning for the initial, like, the first act of Last of Us Part 2, which is where the major controversy for this game came from yes uh i think uh there is there is more Mm. which i took to task with okay but the major thing that i think people just hated this game for at first and it makes sense because people started hating it within the first few days of its release because this is within the first three two or three hours but yeah anyway we're going to talk about that yes It's big, so spoilers. Spoilers. If you haven't played it, look at the show notes and skip forward. Also, we're probably going to do a full... I'm I'm definitely going to finish it by next week. Awesome. So we'll probably do a big review next week with a guest, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. I've got a lot to say about this game, so I can't wait to do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't get the controversy. You don't get it? I don't get it, because I think it's it's the obvious move. Oh, yeah, it is. Shall we just say what it is? Yeah. Joel, one of the two main characters from the first game, is killed within three hours of this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, From a writing standpoint... Makes total sense. Yeah. And also, they've done everything they can with him, really, when you think about it. He's an old man now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's... All right, so I won't give away anything else, but it took me a while to come to this perspective because I actually did have a huge visceral reaction to it. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And you know, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't I was angry at Laura Bailey, who's the actress who plays the role who kills him. Yeah. Because why would you do that? She is absolutely wonderful and charming and she's very talented and I can't wait to hear her play Black Widow in the Avengers game that's coming up. Mm. I love her a bit. She's lovely. Um I'm not angry at the writers because, as you said, it's the logical thing to do. It's literally the master and apprentice thing where eventually the master is useless and gets killed off and then the apprentice needs to come into their own. And that's yeah. where Ellie is now. But I was it, it's the kind of game that hits you in the guts repeatedly. That's a warning there. It, it's an intense game. <laughs> mm, okay. And this is a really big blow, probably maybe the biggest, but like it was a big blow and I did feel... A really intense reaction. <laughs> mm. Like, I felt that one churning away within me as I continued to play. And um, it was great. 
Like I'm looking back at it now and I respect it for doing that. Yeah. Well, it is a revenge from what I can tell, like it's a revenge story. Mm. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I like that idea that it churns away at you. Cause I think it does for the main character as well. It does. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the point. So I, I think it's a good way that they showed it happen so that it does get that kind of visceral reaction out of the player. Mm. So how much do you know about the group of people that uh, Abby is with, who's the woman who killed Joel? Um, I stopped playing when Ellie left to go on her adventure. Went to Seattle, I think it is? Yeah, so she's just left for Seattle now, and when I get back into it, it'll be Seattle day one, apparently, according to yep. the thing. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm up to there. So I don't know too much about Abby, yep. although I think I know what happened based off the first one but yeah okay yeah uh i'm not going to say anything more from here because but it takes some really interesting twists and turns and i mentioned last time that uh there was a character because you were talking about the book that you'd read yeah and you felt really annoyed and really angry at a character (laughs) there's a character in this that i didn't like and it's abby uh but my opinion has changed a lot since finishing it i'll just say that much Okay. I don't like what she did at all. Yeah, I'm interested to see, because you play as her, because you play as her for a lot of the opening, Mm -hmm. and I'm very interested to see, like, that's a strange choice for them to make, and I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, Yeah, it certainly goes places. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, though, like, I remember when this leaked i think this is the thing that leaked a couple months before the game came out okay yeah i was gonna ask i don't know what leaked and so people were angry about it then were they yeah i think it was this i'm not sure Mm -hmm. i'm not too sure i um i should check that but if this is what leaked and all of the commenters were saying i can't believe they're trying to sell us on a game that's not what like they're advertising it it's false advertising no it's not it's not Ellie's face is the main cover. Yeah, there's no Joel featured. (laughs) Yeah, like there's no Joel. The dialogue in the trailer from Ellie is, I'm going to find and I'm going to kill every one of them. That is revenge dialogue. (laughs) Exactly. It's not false advertising. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's slightly deceiving in the trailer that premiered in 2017 where she's playing guitar and Joel walks through a house full of people that have been torn to pieces basically yeah and asks her are you gonna keep are you sure about this kiddo or something like that slightly misleading there but what are you gonna do like it got you interested (laughs) i think from that point the like i was reading stuff that the script was very different Mm. a couple years ago so maybe that was what was happening when they put that trailer out like like with game trailers i don't know they're very strange they're all fake (laughs) yeah they're all very fake because it's hard to put stock in any of them because, like, there's the cinematic trailers which always look a thousand times better than the game looks. Although this game is gorgeous. Oh, it is. It it looks amazing. Yeah. I was blown away from the get-go. I was like, what? This is the best-looking game I think I've ever played. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely up there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Mm. That opening, yeah, like, the opening credits section just riding horses through fields i'm like because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the last game i played was um like red dead the last game that required a lot of hours was <laughs> that and that game looks good mm. but this it's just a whole new level it's and i think stunning. maybe it's 
the fact that it's a mixture of motion capture and also hand animation just to make sure it's yeah. got that certain style yeah. but just something about it just yeah it looks amazing mm. and the performances as well oh so natural spot on yeah yeah ashley johnson if you're listening thank you for ellie <laughs> you're amazing mm. yeah it's a good character it's a very good character yeah and troy baker god damn i can listen to you talk in your natural voice <laughs> or your joel voice all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm interested to see mm. where it goes. I think I think the gameplay has been dramatically improved as well. I know a lot of people had issues with the Last of Us gameplay at first when it first mm. came out. I think they changed it a bit with the remaster, just because it's it wasn't clunky, but it did feel like they took the Uncharted game engine and then just added stealth. Yeah, which they've got in the second Uncharted game, from what I've heard. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. One of my friends said he tried playing The Last of Us after playing Uncharted, which is the opposite of what I'm doing, and he said he just couldn't get into it because it felt like the same thing, but it was quite slow. Mm. And in comparison, yes, it's a much slower, deliberately slower game than especially the first Uncharted game. Oh, yeah. But it's all personal opinions, obviously, and I'm not, I don't even know if he listens to this, but um, <laughs> for people who... Look at it like that. I suppose that's fair enough. I'm picking up on the fact that Naughty Dog uses the same mechanics a lot. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like with this one, though, they have kind of rebuilt those mechanics from the ground up. Oh, yeah. It's much more fluid mm. in the gameplay as well as the movements. And just like, you know, going back to the first scene, just like there's tall grass blowing in the wind just so smoothly. It's analogous to everything else for the game. It just moves so smoothly. Mm. Yeah, and no glitches for me so far, which is good. I don't think I encountered a single glitch while playing it. Which, yeah, like, which is excellent for first month release of a console game. <laughs> Usually they are glitch galore. I'll take your word for that, actually. I've never played the first month of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, I I got Spider-Man pretty early, mm-hmm. and that, I think I waited for the first update just because I started it and went, this doesn't feel finished. And <laughs> just kind of like waited. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tend to like a big studio games tend to, unfortunately release unfinished games and wait for like the day one patch or something to come out and fix all their issues. Which is very weird, really. I know that every Assassin's Creed game has done that, which is, you know, a bit annoying. Hmm. That is a warning for uh, Avengers for you, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Square Enix also do that very much. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> I don't care. I'll I'll have it, and then they can release the update when they want to, and I'll still have it, you know? <laughs> I'm just happy about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, This I can't wait for you to get further into it. Um, I'm amazed you didn't message me, actually, when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I did did it last night and went. It could be funny if I just pretend that I didn't for all yeah. the episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yes, yeah. So uh, basically, it was the logical way to go. Oh, who was it? Um, someone online, very thoughtful thread about it. Mm. Where and I'm I'm cherry picking from it because they talked a little bit more about the plot further on. Basically, they said people wanted more of the first game because, for me, the best bit about both of these games is Jelly, uh, Jelly, <laughs> Joel and Ellie's relationship. That's a weird. I'm sure that would be the name. I'm not going to go down that route though because that's usually what you do for shipping, and that is highly inappropriate. Don't do that. But yeah, Joel and Ellie's relationship is just my favorite thing. Uh, very, mm. just powerful. And uh, to quote Tommy, 
<laughs> when he was talking to Joel at the start of this game. Yeah. When he heard about what he did at the end of the first game, uh, he said he wouldn't have done anything different. I Even now, having played this game all the way through, where things come back to bite Joel from the first game, obviously, I I agree. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, people wanted more of that. But I think if Naughty Dog gave them all of that, then there'd be complaints about, it's just the first game over again. Why did it take you so long yeah. to make it? You know? <laughs> yeah, it would have just been, I don't know, like Last of Us 1, but a new story. Yeah. Whereas this is a completely different game, it mm. does feel like. It's sort of like, um, uh, to use an Uncharted analogy, <laughs> the difference between 3 and 4 is pretty massive, but the difference between 2 and 3 isn't at all. It does kind of okay. feel like... Two and three are the same game, mm-hmm. and then four is the big sequel. Kind of feels like that with Last of Us. Okay, yeah. Last of Us is Uncharted 2 and 3. And then... I think I'm actually getting a preview of what it was like to watch Star Wars, A New Hope, <laughs> and then see Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. True. So, fun, great story, great world, great characters. Gut punch in the second one. And that's I think that's how I'm going to keep describing Last of Us 2. Mm. It's a gut punch all the way through. Okay. Exciting. But again, great characters. C- continuing great characters, great world. But it's, uh, I think it's that difference in tone. And the first one isn't light in any way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But this is intense. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. And I can't wait for you to finish it. And we should definitely uh, try and get a guest on here because we've got a specific guest in mind. Yes. And uh, I think there'll be a lot of great discussions about it. Yeah, we'll try and aim for that next week. Mm. Complete, total spoiler review. Yes. That, yeah, it will be fun. And I'll try and consume something else so that we don't just do a whole show based on that, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if you haven't played it, sorry for spoiling it, but go and play it. Uh, but if you have played it, let us know your thoughts, because I genuinely do want to dissect this one. I want to get people's feelings about it. I want to talk about how maybe maybe talk about the reception for it as well because mm. actually there are lots of youtube videos some of which i think are just posting them to get views because it was popular to hate on it for a week or two but <laughs> yeah. one of them is why i stopped hating and started loving the last of us part two ah dr strange love why i learned to <laughs> love, love the last of us too loved the bombing get i don't know <laughs> i don't know but yeah it was something like that now there are lots of, there are lots of headlines about yeah or video titles saying that and honestly that's how i feel i did i didn't hate the game actually it was still stunning it's still a remarkable achievement the acting is still great the composer for this although on this one there are two on the second one but anyway the composer for this series makes wonderful music Mm. and i like that we actually play the guitar in the game too which is quite nice yeah that was a good moment oh look this is how attached i am to the characters i cried in that scene where he's saying to her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just so sweet. But yeah, lots of great stuff about it. I was pissed <laughs> at mm. that scene. But like you said, story-wise, it makes sense. Adds a lot of motivation. So I had a strong reaction, but I wasn't going to... Yeah. Oh, I'm never going to go after writers and actors and directors mm. and say, your, your family should get cancer, which is what Laura <laughs> Bailey was told. And I'm so grumpy about that and like protective of her in a way even though she's a grown woman and can handle that sort of stuff i'm sure but it's just kind of like that is horrible i'm sorry you went through that and it's just a game (laughs) you know yeah but yeah i I just um i want to talk about this a lot (laughs) yeah definitely and we will for sure it'll be fun oh yeah 
get through it. Uh, it's about 40 hours, isn't it? How long did you get up to? I didn't even end up paying attention. I just kept going until it was done. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I had a rough week last week with my back uh, being sore, which is a theme I keep mentioning. Mm. Um, so I just spent a lot of time just playing that. And the weather was actually kind of bad here, so I had lots of excuses just to be inside. So I just kept going until it was done. Yeah, right. Okay. Plus, I couldn't... It was like a good book as well. The story is... It draws you in so much, I couldn't stop playing. Mm. But it is quite a long game. Okay. But I, I've got no problem with that, personally. No, no, no. I quite like it. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll try and finish it. We'll see. Mm. Um, Outside of editing. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, maybe next time... Maybe the time after. Maybe next time. I should be done with it, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The, oh, I forgot something that I consumed, but I'll talk about it next week. That's fine. Okay, yeah. I kind of did too, but based on um, all this talk of Troy Baker, um, he gave, I don't know if it was tips, but he just talked about how lots of people are getting into voice acting and creating stuff at home because this was a, they started the podcast at, at the start of the year mm. or maybe the start of COVID, and he said he loves that sort of thing. And he says, whether you've done it before or whether this is the first time, just take this opportunity where the world's kind of slowed down a bit in the usual mold to do something new. And so um, I've done a bit of voice acting before, but I've been trying to do it more so now because it's the only sort of acting that's really going. Yeah. But I've also been consuming like uh, vocal warm-up lessons online oh, and nice. stuff like that and practicing that. So anyone else, don't be afraid to practice mm. <laughs> that sort of thing. Definitely. And don't be afraid to share your stuff. Actually, that's something else. I've been consuming guitar lessons as well because I borrowed someone's guitar and I wanted to oh, yeah. learn how to play that. <laughs> yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, that's good. Mainly because I really like the music in Last of Us and I wanted to play it, actually. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just um, looks like COVID's going to stick around even longer. So even if you haven't started it yet, start whatever it is you want to do. If you want to write a book during COVID-19 or even just a quarter of it, whatever you can manage, yeah. start writing something. Or if you want to do some voiceover... Just read something out loud, even if it's a newspaper, read an article in your best radio announcer voice or something like that. Yeah. But that's what I've been doing. I've been working on on elocution and trying to sound better with my uh, voice stuff. Hmm. Excellent. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Which means moving on to, hey, what do you want to consume? <laughs> uh, I want to consume more of um, Uncharted 2. Hmm. Because uh, it started off really, really strong. And Claudia Black is in it. Oh, yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah, I love her. Mainly from Stargate is why I love her, but she's just such a wonderful woman. And she's been in a lot of genre stuff. Yeah, yeah, her character's really cool. Goes some good places in that in that second game. What's the other guy in that? He, was, he seems pretty fun so far as well. The British guy. I've forgotten his name. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, he is. But I want to play more of that so I can actually get the story. <laughs> yeah, two's good. Two's definitely um, like an Indiana Jones sort of action film thing. It's quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I'm trying to think of what else there might be. I'm go I'm now a fan of uh, <laughs> Play, Watch, Listen. Mm. Um, so I'm going to definitely catch up with their remaining episodes that I haven't heard yet. Uh, maybe watch something on Netflix. I've kind of burnt out watching stuff, actually, because I watched an entire season of something and a movie last time. Yeah. I'm still kind of just loving having a games to keep playing, so I might just yeah, keep doing exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What about you? What What do you want to consume? 
I'm halfway through the sequel to Mr. Mercedes, so I'm going to finish that. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially with the third one as well, which is quite short before next episode. We'll see. Uh, Last of Us is going to take up more time, so I might have a break. We'll see. Umbrella Academy Season 2 is out on Friday. Oh, it is. So I won't be able to finish it by the time we record unless I watch it all in... Like, <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> that um, won't happen. So... <laughs> I'll probably wait to talk about it, but I'm keen for that because uh, it was a good first season, especially considering that they adapted a terrible comic. I said it. It's a bad comic. Don't like it. Huh. Um, Fair enough. Lead singer of My Chemical Romance just, I don't want to say just make music because he does write good stuff. <laughs> don't quit your day job. <laughs> but yeah, not great. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Is it the concept that's not good or is it the execution? The concept's good. Yeah, the story is not it it's told it's it's almost like every issue could be six issues all oh, right it's very rushed and feels quite underdeveloped at times mm. which is what i like about the show is it's very much not they expand everything um although apparently the third volume which came out last year is pretty good because there was a pretty big gap in between mm-hmm. the second and third volume of the comics like 10 years or something so oh, blow me I thought it was a recent thing. That's that's quite a big Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a big leap. But I'm I'm keen to watch the second season. Hmm. Um I might check out Cursed on Net I don't know. I've heard <laughs> bad things, but I quite like the concept and the cast, so It doesn't look great. <laughs> no. It really doesn't. <laughs> no. Maybe I won't watch it. I don't know. Like no offense to anyone involved. I know how hard it is to make a show and but I don't know. It it was advertised to me as soon as the credits for the final episode of Warrior Nun went, mm. and just because they both got magic in them, I, I felt like I was being advertised to watch it, and I just thought, uh, do I want to? I really liked Warrior Nun. Will it hold up as well? You know? Yeah. So I might give it a miss. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably watch the first episode and then give up. We'll see. <laughs> Is there anything else? Oh, I want to watch Harley Quinn season two. That wrapped up. Oh, I want to watch um, Harley Quinn the movie. I know it's not the full title, but I haven't seen it. The Emancipation. Oh, yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite good. It's quite good. There we go. That's that's a thing. It's something. And I'd like to watch. <laughs> that's probably it for me, yeah. Mainly Umbrella Academy, which I'm keen for, and then just finishing stuff. Oh, I'm halfway through the sixth season of American Horror Story, so I'm going to finish that. Oh, okay. I like it because every episode's only 39 minutes long. Oh, good. Unlike the last three seasons, which had 59. ridiculously <laughs> large episodes that was just like, come on. Mm. You can't sustain a concept for this long. It's an interesting season because it's, um, it's the mockumentary season. So they've got cast members giving an interview. So like The Office kind of thing. Yeah, except <laughs> they then get people to play those cast members who are meant to be real people giving interviews. Oh, okay. So you've got Sarah Paulson playing Lily Rabe, which is pretty fun. <laughs> and then I think Cooper Gooding Jr. plays Andre Holland, which is a really cool sort of thing that happens there. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the season is found footage where the actors play themselves. Oh. So Kathy Bates plays the actor who played the person she played in this mockumentary. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. But I quite like it. 
because it's very, very different to all the other seasons, which were, mm. were very dark and were character-focused and we're going to be like, we're going to show you all these these bad characters, but make you go, maybe they're not so bad after all. This season is like, scares, and hey, it's a monster, and look at the pig, and just all this stupid stuff. Look at me. Without, without even bothering like with character development, which I kind of like, that they've just thrown that out the window. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'll finish that. Um, it's such a stupid show. <laughs> it really is. So silly. Yep. There was a point where I realized, am I just really desensitized to horror or is this not scary? And I can't tell because <laughs> I think the writers think it is. Yeah. The soundtrack definitely thinks it is. But no one I know <laughs> thinks this show is terrifying at all. I hate soundtracks like that where they're playing the high-pitched strings or they're, you know, or low hums and it's just like, just give it a break. Yeah. Let it scare me if it's going to scare me. <laughs> Yeah, the music that makes you... Yeah, mm. like, uh, music cues that tell you what's coming up is something I hate as well. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Here's an example, very specific one that Doctor Who fans... People who aren't Doctor Who fans won't get, but when a weeping angel moves and there's a high-pitched ding! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, the... I think it's during the David Tennant era, mm. whenever he was going to cry, one song played and it annoyed me so much. I reckon it was Gallifrey. I think it might have been yeah. Gallifrey. It's a good piece of music, but... Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. Every time it's like... <laughs> it's because that's all they did was cry about Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love you, David Tennant, and Tenth Doctor, you're okay, but <laughs> he cried mm. a lot about Gallifrey. He cried a lot. I don't want to go. Just go. <laughs> Last one. You'll be back in the 50th. <laughs> yeah. And a big finish. And big finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Is that the episode? I think it might be. It's an abrupt ending. I might play This is Gallifrey now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's cry um, about the end of the episode. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening to the episode. It means so much. No, it I does. I can't fake cry. Oh, um, you, can't, you can't. Okay. Nice. Why did she just lead us out? <laughs> Links in the description for everything. Don't laugh at my pain. Uh, <laughs> what else? I don't know. We'll be back next week. It's not out consumed. Hey, we're not spinning off anymore, no. which means that until next week, make sure that you consume. Keep on consuming? Keep on consuming? That could be our outro. Yeah, I like it. Oh, uh, Oldie Buddy Goody this week is the never-ending story. It was awful. Check it out if you want. I hate that film Ooh. so much. Wow. Actually, yeah, Zach liked it, so, mm, you know. Yeah. I'm going to cut that so we don't give away the opinions. And we'll stop recording, but I'm going to talk about my opinion of that film. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs>